Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another week. I hope, speaking of weeks, I hope you all had a fabulous week. I hope you have been cruising. I hope life has been good to you. And I hope no no burglaries happened, no health issues. You know what? Health is wealth. If you've got your health, both mentally and physically, you're you're good. You're all good. But speaking of that, I'm pretty sure that if you listen to this podcast, your health is not up to par of what it should be. At least that's kind of what I'm assuming here, which is unfortunate, which is definitely unfortunate because that's, you know, again, going back to health is wealth, meaning your health is literally everything. If you have your health, both mentally and physically, and this is unfortunately the the thing that a lot of people still don't get, if you have a chronic invisible illness, which, you know, in a lot of ways, it is kind of like similar to an eating disorder. I don't like to compare it to an eating disorder because an eating disorder doesn't have to be chronic at all. You can fully recover. This is why we're recording these episodes because I'm I'm the example of full recovery and so many others are with me. But it's an invisible illness in a lot of ways because so many people are not the, um, you know, the stereotypical version of what people think anorexia looks like, right? I mean, we're not all stick thin, uh, hospitalized, all the things. No, a lot of us like, quote unquote, look normal and we have we are battling certain demons in our brains, in our head that no one sees. And that's the same that's kind of what I'm going through with my mom. Um, I haven't fully disclosed yet of what's going on. I keep like tiptoeing around the actual issue. The reason is, is because we're still not, we're not necessarily doing medical tests anymore. We're still waiting for some results. But my mom has um, phagophobia slash dysphagia. So that basically means she has swallowing issues that just literally disappeared, or not disappeared, I wish they disappeared. They appeared out of the blue. And... Yeah, she is a walkie-talkie, so she's walking and she's talking, so everyone kind of assumes, okay, you know what, she's fine, nothing is wrong with her. Every time my friends see her, they will say, oh my god, your mom is so pretty, she looks so great, da-da-da. Yeah, sure, I know that, which makes me feel like I'm over-exaggerating things, which is so not true. I know that, my mom and I know that, but no one knows it, because I'm with her a lot. I see her struggling, I hear her struggling, she tells me I see it, but when she's around my friends, she doesn't eat or drink anything, because she can't, she just can't. So explaining what's going wrong and what's going on with her is just so extremely hard, because no one understands it, and it makes me realize, you know, there's so many people out there, just as me as well, and you know, I've chronic Lyme disease and just you know the other day I couldn't walk um, knock on wood by the way uh, my eyes are I don't know what's going on with my eyes but I am very blessed I have not had a p- pain attack 
for about more than a month, which is insane. But when it comes to my legs, you know, they're still inflamed and always, but I can still do a lot of things. But the other day, I just, I don't know why, I think it's because of not been sleeping well at all. I just had this day where I felt like, oh my God, I just can't even get out of bed. I just can't even stand up without pain. So that's one of those things, you know, people see me dressed nicely. I love fashion, as most of you guys know. And yeah, you can't really tell that I'm in pain. So it's just this frustrating thing about chronic invisible illnesses or just invisible illnesses, whether they're chronic or not. It's just so hard to explain to people. Anyway, so we're gil- we're still going through it all, um, but as I will do in so many of these episodes, I have been so much more aware of every little thing in my life that is going well and that I'm grateful for, you know, the blue seas, the weather here. I know in a lot of places in Europe, the weather is crap. Uh, for instance, in Holland, my hometown in Amsterdam, it is absolutely a nightmare it is raining and it's cold and it's august for god's sake here in the south of france it's actually chilly at night but it's beautiful during the day and um speaking of august it, i had my birthday guys oh my god i'm 33 officially i'm 33 i hate that <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i hate getting older i don't like it i've officially invested in some anti-aging skincare stuff you know it had to happen. And uh, yeah, I'm getting older. The reason why I'm not literally... Honestly, the only reason why I don't like aging is because the whole, as cliche as it is, I do feel certain pressure of, do I want to have a family? And if I do, I have to kind of like, time is ticking. You know, my ovaries are not going to be working as well as they are now so I have to you know I I don't even have a partner so and I don't want to be a single mom anyway so but I would never want to regret um not having kids you know so that's one of those things that I personally am struggling quite a bit with and also some of I to be fair most of my friends are in relationships and I'm not um that's because I also don't want to settle for less I'm 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 pretty picky because I'm good on my own, but th- I'm actually in a season of my life currently where I would love, 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 love to find a soulmate, to find someone that I can confide in, who is my partner in crime, you know, who I can laugh with. And I've been dating again, but it's really hard here in the south of France. So we're, we're you know, I still have all the time, don't get me wrong, but it's just one of those things that I... I don't know, that just comes comes along, I think, with aging, with getting older, that you feel like, do I really want to have kids? Do I? I don't. Uh-huh. I really don't. I'm, not, I'm very unsure. I've always been unsure. I've never been someone who wanted to have kids, but I am someone who wants to get married for, you know, I don't know why, though. Anyway, that's so much personal update. My God, we're already on seven minutes. Um But yeah, we're just going to jump into the topic of today, and that is why triggers don't work. So I am sure that you have all seen or clicked on posts that said 
trigger warning. Now, if you are a crea- creator in the field, if you're, an, let's say, an eating disorder recovery advocate, or you have an eating disorder recovery account, or you're just, I don't know, aware of your surroundings and you just want to be a nice person in this world, I would say, hey, put up a trigger warning in case you might trigger people. The thing is, they don't work. They absolutely don't work. It's more for ourselves that we do it. But if you want to minimize your triggers, there's no point in someone being triggered to be on social media. I said this before and I'll say it again. There is no room for you if you are someone who is easily triggered to be on social media. Because on social media, you'll be triggered left and right. You can't get rid of it. You can't get away from it. The only way how to get rid of it is either by literally stepping away from anything social media for a while and then integ- start integrating it in back into your life. Now, the thing is, if you feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm let's say I'm, I'm a woman of the world, right? I want to be on social media. I want to be on TikTok, I want to be, I don't know, I want to create certain things or I want to connect with friends because I travel a lot. That means you'll probably most likely be triggered. Now, can you work on those triggers? Absolutely, you can. So things like working on your own self-esteem because it's not about those people. It's not about what they are putting out. It's about your insecurities because most of this, let's say, I would say 90% of this world, which is an over-exaggeration because there's, of course, plenty of countries who barely are on social media. But um, I would say the underdeveloped countries are not like, you know, uh, on social media watching people like posting outfit pictures, let's say. But most of us who are listening to this are on social media. I mean, this even podcasts, podcasting is kind of a form of social media, I would even argue. So you can still listen to me explaining certain things about my life and be triggered about that. Let's say if I would say, hey guys, oh my God, I met the love of my life and we just got married and had a kid, and you're someone who is desperate to have a kid and you can't find a life partner, you might get triggered by what I'm saying here. So can you get triggered in, let's say, in daily life, whether you're on social media or not? A hundred thousand million percent. It's not about the triggers. It's about yourself. It's about your own insecurities that you're projecting on them. So anyone, you can di- like literally distance yourself from any form of social media. You can stop like being on anything, like let's say on on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on podcasts. You can literally minimize it all. You can delete it all. You can delete all the apps, like literally any app that's there. Is that going to help? Maybe, yeah, for a while. I, I do think sometimes it actually is a very good thing to step away and then slowly integrate it with guidance, though, in your life. So let's say if you're doing that with a therapist, I think that's perfect. But... Is that going to not make you triggered for the rest of your life? No, absolutely not. You have to work on your own insecurities. You have to work on your own personal sense of self. And that's going to take some time. That's not going to be... I think what I see as the biggest issue here is that a lot of people just think, I don't want to be triggered. So I'm just going to delete this or that. But honey, sweetie pie, that's not going to work. That might 
last for I don't know a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months if you're lucky but you'll you'll I don't know get to know someone a friend of a friend of a friend who has everything you desperately want who looks exactly like the person you want to be or or has exactly the same things that you would like to have um, you probably will get triggered you will you know it's the same like let's say uh, you're dating someone and that person lives in your neighborhood every single time you bump into them you most likely have this visceral reaction you would even argue that is some kind of like a form of being triggered so I personally always am of the belief that the triggers are within you and you have to start working on them so what makes you triggered first of all start with what makes me triggered what, what kind of pictures, who, what kind of people. And you can start being very selective on social media. So let's say who you follow. But then again, of course, we have an, like, um, an explorer page that shows us, us sometimes these random things that we haven't even clicked on. So I sometimes think, huh, this is weird. I have never clicked on this kind of information and I get fed this kind of information. Maybe because, you know, I don't trust phones anymore. Probably they've listened to me saying something with my friends. So... To be honest, you can't really run away from it all. So I would say definitely clean up your social media, but also really work with someone, whether that's a therapist or a coach on the things that you're triggered about. I would highly encourage you to work on that with a therapist because I, I, I'm not going to lie here. I am triggered by certain things. Absolutely. I've, I've said this very openly in this podcast. I am sometimes in a weaker moment where I'm feeling not my best self. It was actually yesterday was one of those days. I was in pain. I have a very active social life, but I couldn't really participate. I don't know. I couldn't really participate in that. And I felt kind of lonely. And in those kinds of moments, I felt very jealous of people who are healthy, who have energy. And I was going on, I was on on this self-destructive kind of like, I don't know, road of being on social media quite a lot. I, I didn't also sleep in like days. And I, I knew that I was doing it to myself. And I know that so many things are triggering to me. And I was seeking them out. And this is the self-destructive part in ourselves, the, our inner critic that is also like putting fuel on the fire. We have this sense of self-destructive self. Sense of self-destructive self is not a saying, by the way, and not a sense if this is, again, grammar mistakes were bound to happen. Um, well, we have this destruct destructive sense of self that is in us and it comes out in the most vulnerable ways and in the most basically when we're in our most vulnerable state usually it comes out so and that's very not it's a very normal thing by the way it's very human and if you think I'm never going to be triggered that's a blatant lie don't ever tell yourself that if the goal of this all is to never get triggered in your entire life trust and believe that is never going to happen you will get triggered throughout your life whether that's in your teens in your 20s in your 30s in your 40s in your 50s it doesn't matter you will get triggered but you will get triggered in minor ways so if you notice yourself getting triggered insanely much now right now I would, I would basically make an action plan for yourself. So first off, clean up your social media. Clean up 
your social media. Make sure that you don't get shown all these pictures and Instagram accounts that trigger you. Second of all, make sure you work with someone, with a therapist that shows you, okay, you now can start integrating that back into your life if you feel so. Maybe you feel like, you know what, I don't have to be on social media anymore. So that's great. If you feel like you don't want to be on there anymore because you don't feel like connected with friends or there's no actual benefit to being on social media, that's perfect. Look at that, like one trigger less great stuff but if you feel like you know what I kind of miss that I kind of want to interact with people because it also is contributing somewhat then definitely start integrating it back to your into your life but then in a more like I I don't know in a more helpful and contributing way but I would definitely do it with some guidance and then also realize and write down what is triggering you and then work on that aspect within yourself so if you let's say to give an example if you constantly are noticing yourself looking at people's bodies then that definitely has something to do with your own insecurities about your own body. And that's basically the body image stuff that you can work on with someone, right? So that is the whole thing. It's not about them. It's about you. It's not about them. It's about you. And then look inward, ask yourself, what is it that I'm triggered about? And let's work on that stuff. That's actually beautiful because that's a moment of self-reflection instead of just thinking, oh, I don't want to see this. I want to unsee this. Well, you guys, guess what? We live in a world, we live in a society where we get triggered all the fucking time. Hate to break it to you, but that's just how it, how the world works nowadays. So again, I know this, know that about myself. For instance, again, a very simple, just a very simplistic example, extremely oversimplified, was when my dog passed away, I... Like what I look at a lot of uh, Chihuahua accounts and I purposely didn't go on social media for a while because I couldn't even look at my algorithm because I knew that it was showing me hundreds of Instagram accounts of, of Chihuahuas. That is, again, a very oversimplified example, but I just couldn't see chihuahuas. I was so triggered by the loss of my dog. And I knew I needed to heal. I needed to just have some time in order to get back on social media again. Because first of all, I didn't want to delete all those accounts because I love seeing them. And second of all, it was like too much labor. And second of all, I... I just needed to grieve. I needed to heal first. I mean, again, another example, if you're grieving the loss of, let's say, a parent or a sibling, is it helpful to go on social media? Not necessarily, because you probably will see a lot of people hugging their mom or their dad or their sibling and being like, or, you know, um, celebrating life with them and that might be very very raw and harsh for you to see now some people think okay you know what let's go into the deep end and just go onto social media and and face it that's fine if you do it through with guidance but personally speaking I could have couldn't have done that and I needed to grieve first and then like go on social media again and I know firsthand a lot of clients I sometimes see them just disappearing from social media and I always congrat like congratulate that I think wow that's so powerful of them to look inward and say you know what I'm gonna step away and then suddenly I see them on my feet again or just I see them following me again and I'm like oh welcome back well how have you been you know and they will say yeah I just needed to step away from this platform for a while because I feel so much stronger within myself I feel so much stronger as a human being and so yeah that's just my personal take on it I think that everyone of course has their ways and I think just 
you have to do it by trial and error and see what works and what doesn't work and then basically act accordingly but can you get away from all those triggers no you you can minimize them for sure for uh, for a while but life is full of triggers and it's a way like you have to find a way to cope with those triggers and more so look inward and ask yourself what is it about me that I get triggered about all right okay well we're gonna end it up uh, end it up okay that's a weird one end it here we're gonna wrap it up that's what I wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this episode leave five stars if you do and I'll be back here next week bye Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Thank you. See you here next week.